What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to FY Fly the Podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did. The man that can see your son, baby. And I'm here with my brother, man, Remy G, a.k.a. Mr. Make a Play. What's new, G, man? What's up, what's up? I'm feeling good. And just find out your boy, the number one management trainee out of the whole West Houston region. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sound like Mr. Make a Play back at it again, baby. Well, y'all know, here at Fly, we like to start off our show with a meaningful quote about money. And y'all know this is a show about financial literacy. And financial literacy at its simplest is understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. And today's quote actually comes from our very first guest of season one. Crazy it seems so long, but it was actually just a year ago. Man, two seasons in one year? We on their heads now, CEO. And you know this, man. But back to our quote from our first guest, Dior December. If you can make money, then you can save money. Yes, it's a simple quote, but it has a big impact. You often hear folks say, I don't make enough money to save, or I don't know where to save. Well, today, we're going to lace y'all up on the three must-have financial accounts. Number one, a high-yield savings account. Number two, a Roth IRA. And number three, life insurance. And after we give y'all game on those, then we're going to slide into our insightful interview with the war-winning financial activist and public speaker, Miss Savvy Girl Money. So let's get active. What's up, what's up? Oh, y'all haven't heard? FY Fly just released their new website. Check out the link in the show notes and help us test out our site. Please check our free features, educational resources, and our blog that we update daily. We look forward to hearing from y'all. Now let's dive in. So, bro, let me tell you, when I found out that our banks, the normal banks that our parents probably been using for years, only offers 0.003% back on our money that we hold, bro, I was appalled. Especially, bro, when I found out that they're taking our money we give them Investing into cash value life insurance policies, trading options and forex, making 3 to 10% back on our money? Man. So you mean to tell me these big-time banks are taking our money, investing and trading with it, and still giving us back nothing? Hold on, hold on. My bad, bro. I meant 0.003% back. Nah, you was right, bro. Nothing. Because zero times zero is always going to be zero. And this is why we can't rely on other people or the government. We got to take action for ourselves. But first, it starts with this knowledge. Now, a lot of us may fear the thought of opening up these financial accounts and going through the process, but that's why the FY Fly guys are here, to really take the fear out of finances so y'all can make a plan and make a play, baby. Simple as that. So before we dive in, we are not financial advisors or fiduciaries. Please consult a licensed financial professional for any investment advice. And what you're hearing today is our opinion and the reasoning behind that opinion. So now that we got that out the way, let's get active. So a high-yield savings account is just like a regular savings account, but they offer anywhere from 0.5 to about 2% return back on your money. And a high-yield savings account is where we house our emergency fund, or as we like to call it on FYI Fly, your peace of mind fund. A lot of experts recommend keeping three to six months of your expenses in your savings, because honestly, you really never know. But if this last year we've gone through hasn't taught us nothing, we know we need to save at least six to 12 months of our expenses, just in case. And that's exactly why we call it a peace of mind fund. 
Because it creates a feeling that no matter what happens, I know I'm good because I have funds to fall back on. And hey, that sounds like peace of mind to me. Because nobody knew COVID was going to rock the whole world like this. With what? Millions of deaths and millions of unemployed people out here? So we have to take our financial matters into our own hands. Can't rely on the government. Can't rely on the stimulus check. I know y'all spent on iPhone 12 or PS5, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here right now to put y'all on game. We got to change our minds to buy assets and let those assets pay for our liabilities. Well, chill out, boy. Somebody I mean. better cut the fan off. Mr. Make a play heating up, baby. No cap. Let's slide to number two, which is a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA is the opposite of a traditional IRA. But hold up, wait, G. What in the world is an IRA for the folks who may not know? So all the IRA stands for is an individual retirement account. We have employee-sponsored accounts like 401ks and 403bs. Then we have our individual retirement account, like your Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, etc., etc. So a Roth IRA is a tax advantage account because you pay taxes on the money you invest in the beginning, and then after that, your money grows tax-free, baby. So if you believe taxes will be more when we get older, then a Roth IRA is for you. If you believe taxes will be lower when we get older, then a traditional IRA is your best bet. These retirement accounts are so important because they allow you to grow your money tax-free or tax advantage. And as the Finlit folks we are, we want to keep as much money in our pockets as possible. Brandon Clark said, the two biggest things that robs us of our wealth is debt and taxes. So let's avoid both of them. So another main reason we need to be investing early and often is to take advantage of compounded interest. Compounded interest can work for you or against you. Financially lit people understand that and invest early and often, while financially illiterate people fall victim to credit card debt and other forms of debt. Unfortunately, having compounded interest work against them. So compounded interest is when your interest actually earns interest or compounds. So the longer you have your money in an investment or a high-yield savings account, the better. It's simple as that. Do not let these years on years go by without multiplying your money. I'm 23. And I wish I would have saved more money at 17 to 18, but I won't be 30 wishing I was saving money at 23, because I am. So the last account that we feel is Mando is life insurance. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into both, because I feel like if you're a little older and got kids or someone is dependent on your income, then term life insurance is probably the best play. But if you're young with no one depending on your income, then cash value life insurance could be a big move for you, because this certain, I repeat, this certain type of life insurance has a living benefit and a death benefit compared to term life which only has a death benefit but g man you want to lay some up on term life bro yes sir i got you ceo well the first pro of term life insurance will definitely be the difference in the monthly premium payments on average you pay 10 to 30 dollars a month for term life compared to 250 to 500 dollars a month for whole life insurance another positive about term life it's simple to understand you're covered for 10 20 30 years and after those years you'll need to renew and if you don't and you die, then you have no death benefit. And if you die in between those years, you'll be covered. Simple as that. Not that we wishing death or nothing like that on our FYI fly folks out there. Just giving you some free game. Okay. What about the cons, bro? Bro, one of the huge cons is that after your term expires, you'll need to renew your term. But it will be at a higher price. Another con will be the lack of a cash value account like whole life insurance has. You could pay 20 years on a term, and then after that 20 years is up, the money is left with the insurance company. If you pay 20 years of whole life, those monthly premium payments would just grow bigger and bigger, baby. Yes, sir. And that's where whole life insurance is so valuable. Some of the pros of whole life are that you can take advantage of a cash value savings account. You can also borrow money from your policy at a much lower rate. 
while your money is growing at a faster rate due to gains from the stock market. Now, of course, we have some cons. So some of the cons would be the higher cost of term life and the complexity of whole life insurance. So make sure to go lock in and do your own personal research on life insurance. There are so many different variations out there. We just got to pick what works best for us. So now we're going to take a quick break and slide into our insightful interview with award-winning financial activist and public speaker, Miss Savvy Girl Money. Let's go. Yo, this your boy CEO Sonny, a.k.a. The Kid That Did. And before we really jump into our show, I just wanted to let y'all know I've officially dropped my clothing line, HRTs, and we're starting off with our four flagship designs. We have CEO, creating everyday opportunities. For my FY Fly ladies out there, we have WWW, Women With Wealth. For my FY Fly fellas, because y'all know we can't leave y'all out, we also have our investment shirts. And last but not least, we have our Run Up A Check shirts. Thank y'all for tapping in with us. The link will be in the show notes. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Let's go. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. And today we are speaking with award-winning money coach and financial activist, Savvy Girl Money. How are you? How you doing? How you doing? I am doing awesome. Happy to be here today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about you and, you know, how you got started being a money coach. Like, were you always good with money? Was there a point in your life where you were like, okay, it's time to get right? <laughs> Talk yeah, to us. Yeah, um, so I started Savvy Girl Money probably about, well, about five years ago. Okay. I started with Savvy Girl Money. Um, I always had an interest in money, honestly. Growing up, my aunt, she got me a bank account super early. And I think this was that one thing in life that changed my perspective and just made me want to learn more. So mm-hmm. having this bank account, having my account statements coming in the mail each month, um, it made me a good saver. How so I was you? really, I, honestly, I was probably about hmm, six when oh, she wow. started it. Yeah. Okay. I used to get this cool little dinosaur in the mail with my statements and they made it in like these nice colors. So oh, it lit, made it though. visually <laughs> appealing. Yeah. yeah. So it was like so much fun. And honestly, God, so many years later, I'm still talking about the same old dino account, but yeah. it definitely helped to shape my foundation of money. But what I didn't know then that financial literacy was more mm. than just saving. Yeah. And that was the turning point for me. Um, and I just wanted to learn more. My family, um, we are from Cleveland, Ohio. We didn't have much. Everybody surrounding me growing up was from public assistance. So we always on food stamps. And I'm mm. like, it got to be something else to life. Yeah. Other than this. Like, it's cool. I mean, at the time, it was cool being on uh, food stamps. We all, I mean, we eat tons of food. But yeah. <laughs> when I went to college, I'm like, I could see the difference in our lifestyles. I could see the difference from, okay, she came to school with a bank card. She came to school with a freaking credit card. Like, yeah. I just seen virtually the difference in how they were living compared to me. So in school, I made it a point um, because I was super popular in high school. And mm. at the end, it was like, okay, half the people you didn't even talk to anymore. So Thanks. when I got to college, I got on my grind. I started reading, learning more about financial literacy. I was der- determined to learn as much as I could because I wanted to take that information back to help my family. Like mm-hmm. my parents didn't have um, bank accounts really growing up, no credit cards. We, we just never talked about money. 
it was yeah. just you know that whole um overly used like it's a taboo to talk about money my family fit in right in there we never talked about money but i saw mm. the past through balances on the refrigerator and things like that so just being an oldest of six i just knew i had to be the one to make a difference definitely and i and i want to touch on something that you said you know that's one of the reasons why i started fy fly because i realized that growing up people's problem people's problem wasn't you know getting money it was the problem of managing money and the in the yes. lack of financial literacy in our communities so absolutely that's that's definitely huge so absolutely. today I really want to focus on, you know, the positive money habits. But first, can you simplify what people mean when they say, you know, make your money work for you? Like, what are some ways that my FYI fly folks listening can do that? So there are a bunch of ways you can make your money work for you. Um, you can invest. And when, mm -hmm. when you hear people say invest, there are so many different ways you can invest. For One sure. of my favorite ways to invest and how I started out was through my company's 401k. So mm. taking the money I have earned from my nine to five job and putting it to work in the stock market through my retirement account. Mm. Um, another way is a Roth IRA, still similar, investing through my um, or investing for my future. Um, other ways is that I love to do investing in myself by taking courses. Mm. Um, when I first got on Instagram five years ago, it wasn't what it is today. It, I mean, it wasn't as many people, it was as many people on, but it wasn't as many people of color teaching personal finance. So I remember like, okay, I had to figure out a way to visually make it appealing. Um, and I took a Photoshop course uh -huh. or like, um, I have to take in personal finance classes. So things like that, um, investing in your retirement, um, investing in yourself through courses, uh, books, things like that. That is investing in you. Another way that I love to do it is real estate. My husband and I, we purchase real estate. Oh, yeah. um, we flip it or we do buy and hold. It just depends on the property and kind of the method that we select. But those mm -hmm. are just some of the ways of using like your nine to five income or income you make for your business and investing it into something in order to produce more income. Yep, turning those liabilities into income generating assets. And Absolutely, like it's all about generating that that income, more money. Big facts, big facts. So you know, one simple saying that a lot of people say is, you know, spend less than you make. Now mm -hmm. it does sound very simple to me, but you know, it can be hard for a lot of us. Like what, seventy four percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. So you know, what are some tips that we can use to really stick to that rule of spending less than we make? Um, I think if we go back to some foundational things um, that I had to learn, which was budgeting or creating a, a simple plan for our money. Uh -huh. If we create a simple plan at the beginning of the month, it'll help map out our money. And then we know that we are overspending or need to kind of cut back. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the best thing for me in order to kind of keep up with that advice of spending less than mm. what we make and honestly checking your bank account being aware of where you're at yeah. honestly i'm probably obsessive but i check my money first thing in the morning yeah, just like <laughs> you check your social media you gotta exactly. check that bank account <laughs> and sometimes at the end of the night to see okay how i did or i check my um budgeting app because mm. i need to know where i'm at at all times facts 
Facts. And that's one of the things that we actually included into our budgeting app with FY Flies app was having it um, a live budgeting tool. So you're able to see where you're at at all times. And it's actually customizable as well, 100% customizable. Because I didn't want just, you know, preset fields where you feel exactly. like, okay, this has to go here. No, I want you to edit to what you actually spend on. You know what I mean? I love that. Um, I love, love, love that. Because sometimes when I, as, as one of my roles as a money coach, I coached yeah. people um, and I always start off with making a plan for your money. And mm. I send them a template and they're always trying to fill something in within a uh, template. It's like, no, 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 no. These are just pre-selected things that might apply to you. It's mm. great that you don't have all these things. Don't try to fill out something. If you don't have subscriptions, it's okay to keep that amount blank. So yeah. I love that your app is doing exactly that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, a, a lot of people hear financial literacy and are automatically turned off from it. So how would you describe financial literacy at its simplest for those type of folks? Okay, so, and I agree, people, just like with budgeting, <laughs> people hear financial literacy and they're like, ugh. Like yeah. <laughs> somebody trying to deprive me of something. But uh, honestly, financial literacy is just the ability to understand concepts of managing money. Mm-hmm. That's all financial literacy is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely understanding how to budget, grow and manage your money is some of the basics of financial literacy. Absolutely. And, you know, tell us, you know, what are some of the direct effects of not graduating high school or college financially educated? I think. You go through life um, making huge mistakes, huge mistakes that cost you later in your like adulthood or in your 30s. Um, Mm. And what I mean by that is, for instance, I have a sister Um, like myself. She just financial literacy is just not a topic she was interested in. Mm. And she made the mistake of buying a car really early that she really couldn't afford. And it had a really high interest. And now eight years later, that mm. car is still on her credit report, yeah. still affecting her. It kind of affected her getting a new car. Then it affected her buying a house. So mm. it ten, when you are coming out of high school or graduating college and you're not financially educated, you tend to make these huge mistakes that affect yeah. you in your adulthood. Definitely. So do you think some of those mistakes, you know, like not being able to buy her new car, not being able to buy a new house could lead to, you know, um, mental health issues? Like does like a a lack of finance education can lead to mental health? Do you think that? I absolutely do, Um, because she is in a much better financial place now. Mm -hmm. Um, And she actually loved financial literacy today, like all the Mm -hmm. concepts. I'd like to give it up to Savvy Girl Money for helping her with that. But, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not even just focusing on her. Mm. People who struggle financially, I definitely see a direct link to them with mental health. They're constantly stressing about money or their marriage are, is affected by money. Um, mm. Those issues with money are taking a direct toll. I even see people my age um, that's in their early 30s. Yeah where they are their their attitude or personality is direct in relationship to money so when mm. they get paid they're happy but yeah. when they use up that paycheck they're stressed mm-hmm. they're down they're depressed and everything else so i think it has a direct correlation to your mental health if and you allow I, it to 
I, I agree a hundred percent because yeah. I feel like finances and mental health issues were kind of like two topics that were really frowned upon. Like we were talking about a little earlier, like they were frowned upon talking about, you know, in our households and the minority households growing up. So why do you think those two topics that are so important, finances and mental health, were frowned upon talking about coming up? I think it's probably because our parents didn't know much about the two. Because honestly, growing up, we never talked about our feelings, our mental health, how we were doing about things or yeah. how we felt about a certain situation. We kind of just swept it under the rug. And the mm. same thing with money um, issues or topics as it relates to money and being the openness of having conversations are still swept up on the rug. It's like, uh-uh, we don't talk about that in this household. Or mm. I felt like that was grown folks business growing mm. up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt on everything. And even like relationship issues. If my parents were going through something, I always felt like that that was a grown folks issue that I had no business asking about. Mm-hmm. And then even with the, on the mental on the mental health aspect for it, you know, for guys and things, you know, we're always looked at as supposed to be, you know, male, uh, macho and, you know, supposed to be strong, no feelings. And I feel like different shows like, you know, I Am Athlete. You watch I Am Athlete, the podcast? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I feel like shows like that and things are really, you know, bringing out a stage where it's okay for men to feel comfortable, you know, expressing emotions and things like that. Absolutely. And what's so crazy is you said I am a athlete, but I, as a woman, mm. I literally every Monday, I tune in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's my thing. Like, me and my husband will get off work, and that's mm. our thing. We turn it on, watch it together, and mm. they bring up so many topics from a male point of view. But as a woman, I could still relate because, yeah. like I said, we didn't talk about mental health growing up. I feel like it's a trendy term or phrase that is mentioned so much now, but was mm. so needed back in the days. I wish it was as popular as it was when I was growing up because it mm. would have helped me deal with so many different issues I was experiencing. Definitely, definitely. You know, so far, young folks listening, why do you feel like it's important for them to be investing early and often? It's so important because of compound interest. If you take nothing away from this interview with me, I want you guys to know and understand compound interest. It is so important. And um, another one is the time value of money. You yeah. want to start investing early as you absolutely can and often. And if you mm. can, guys, you want to even automate it. Um, oh, yeah. Start off with a small amount. And then as your income increase, then increase from there. Mm. That automation is key. I love that Man. you said that's what that's why I said we connect, Man. we locked in, cause that's one of the biggest things that I teach as well. Is just just automating and forget about it. You know what I mean? Don't even don't even worry about it. Let them remember exactly. for you. <laughs> and then the thing is, it's out of sight, out of mind. Think about it when you get your paycheck and they're taking withholdings out. You're not mm -hmm. thinking about the withholding from that they issue into the IRS or your state taxing mm -hmm. authority. That money becomes out of sight. Out of my um, working for you, definitely. So it, it's just the best. It's it's the best. You know. So the way I kind of look at things, you know, money acts as like a safety net that provides people with peace of mind. So like that's why in my upcoming financial app, instead of calling our emergency fund, I called it a peace of mind fund because I like to. Because oh. I, I, you know, emergency fund kind of give that negative connotation to it. So. I like to call it a peace of mind fund. So do you agree that money kind of provides safety? 
Absolutely. Um, I look at money, honestly, just as a resource. Mm. Um, it's a resource for accomplishing the things I want in life. Um, yeah. It helps me to take that vacation that I want to take. It helps me to kind of live that dream life I'm trying to get. And mm. I absolutely love what you're doing with the app and kind of changing that name. Because, again, I think these overly used terms like emergency fund and budgeting kind of yeah. just have a bad connotation. So if we yeah. can, you young crowd can kind of change <laughs> those terms. I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I want to talk, touch back on something we talked about a little earlier, which was living below our means. So can you touch on how we can live below our means, but still live our lives to the fullest? Like, is is that possible? <laughs> Honestly, it is possible because mm. I live in it. Uh-huh. I, mean, I do it. I yes, am no different than you or <laughs> yeah. the audience at all. It is absolutely possible. And I feel like the best way to make it happen is to create a budget each month at the beginning mm-hmm. of each month and kind of set up a plan again budget that's one of them overly used terms that we don't like to say kind of yeah. get a bad rap but <laughs> instead of saying budget we can pay say a spending plan so kind of mm-hmm. create a spending plan for your money each month and kind of map out where you want your money to go and i love mm-hmm. a spending plan because it puts me in control yeah. i am super bossy I'll be real. Mm. So this is just uh, <laughs> another way that's putting me in control of something. So mm. create that plan for your money each month. Um, I like to do mine through, I have like a savvy girl money budgeting planner, but mm. I also have um, an app. Use the app. I love apps and budgeting apps because it makes it real time. Mm. So as I'm going about my one, two, going about my life, um, I'm able to open up that app and see like where I'm at. Mm. where I'm at in each of my expense categories. So if I am going to have brunch with my girlfriends, okay, where Mm. is my dining out at? I can see exactly where it's at and how much I have left. So that is how I live below my means. I budget, I track my expenses. Mm. So you have like a a dining out fund, like a fun Mm -hmm. fund, a travel fund. Like, do you have those type of things set in your budget or? Absolutely. Yep. So my budget consists of personal care, travel, dining mm. out. Um, I even have a um, date night. All of those things are within okay. my budget because you know why it's a must? Because those things are important to me. Mm. I don't want to take out the things in life that um, I love. And I love dining out. I love date night, things like that. So mm. I build the things that I love into my budget. Makes sense. Makes sense. And one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm starting to get different like uh, high yield savings accounts for different um, savings funds. So Mm -hmm. I'm saving up to buy a house. So I'm going to so I got an American Express high yield savings. I'm saving up for um, to buy a car. So I got a a Discover uh, debit card. So I'm going to be automating the money that I'm putting in each different accounts. So it won't be in my, you know, my, my daily spending or my check-ins or my business card and just separating those things. Absolutely. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, I save the exact same way, mm-hmm. but I like to use, I have a SoFi account. And mm-hmm. another company that I recently uh, partnered with was Ally. So oh, Ally yeah. and SoFi have these things called like buckets mm-hmm. where you can save for different things within that same account Mm. so on my sofa app i have a emergency fund 
on my SoFi app, I have a travel fund. I had a baby number two fund because uh-huh. when I had my daughter, I planned for it. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't just about to be having kids. So we made yeah. a plan for it. We figured out how much did we need from the time we got pregnant until about three months in order to care for this child. Um, we have in two years, I want to buy another home. So I have a second home fund. And then uh. I'm able to do it all within this one account. But it has all these different buckets. You're able mm. to label them. You're able to add like little cute little emojis, emojis or little icons if you want to say um, mm. home number two fund and add a house, things like that. Um, you're, you're able to do all of that um, within the same fund. Well, thanks for telling me that, because buckets will be coming to the FY Fly app in about uh, in a few months. <laughs> Got to make that Absolutely. update. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. You you need buckets because yeah. you, you don't want to make it overly complicated with all these different accounts. Why not yeah. just have one online savings account where you're able to achieve different goals? Okay, and okay. track it. So. Definitely. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for that idea. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. So, you know, you know, most people are kind of because I want to switch switch gears a little bit. You know, most people are kind of familiar with the 401ks and there's a lot of mixed advice when it comes to this certain investment vehicle. You know, some people say, yay, some people say nay. So, you know, what's your thoughts on investing into 401ks? Honestly, I love it. Mm. It's my go to. Um, It's not my only type of investment, but I highly recommend any young person to start there. Mm. And why I say that is because it honestly is the easiest to set up. It you use your um, you go through your company's HR department. Mm. It has reading material and then you could take it a step further to go to the internet and kind of research different funds. Um, highly recommend. My investment strategy will always include some type of um, 401k or solo 401k type and in investing uh-huh. so is it still beneficial to invest in a 401k if your employer doesn't match or doesn't have one of those uh, match percentages hmm great question personally if my company did not match i would start by investing in my roth mm. um ira and then anything extra then i would go through um start investing in my 401k so mm chronologically here's how i like to invest i like to first um invest in my company's 401k at the match Mm. then i like to um max out my roth ira at the six thousand for when this um for this interview was recorded in 2021 so the max contribution amount for a roth ira is six thousand then i like to go back for any other let's just say i have additional money I like to invest, then I like to go back and fund Mm. that 401k. So if the match is not there, I skip that line and go to the next thing, which is maxing out that Roth IRA and then Mm. go back to match or uh, max out my retirement account, my 401k. So can you tell the people listening, you know, the big difference or the big benefit of that 401k? I'm sorry, the the big benefit of that Roth IRA and why that's so such a critical component of building wealth. I love Roth IRAs because um, you got to look at it like this. I am a CPA mm. and I 
professionally, I prepare taxes for a living. I'm actually a tax manager at a uh, regional accounting firm here in Cleveland. Mm. And a Roth IRA, well, a 401k is pre-tax, meaning that I don't pay taxes when I make contributions. Uh A Roth IRA, that is after taxes. That money is already taxed. Mm-hmm. And so when I contribute that money into my Roth, it's already been taxed. So when I get it later, when I retire, I don't have to pay taxes on it. It's okay. already been taxed and it's growing tax free. So that's one of the things I love about it. So later mm-hmm. in life, and I have this with my clients now, um, mm-hmm. that money has already been taxed. I don't have to worry about taxes on it. I can just enjoy the money tax free and mm-hmm. enjoy all the great earnings I have earned over the year tax free. Definitely, definitely. I'm a I'm a huge uh, believer in Roth IRAs as well. I mm-hmm. actually have mine with Fidelity. So yep, yep, same. I had well. I, I told you we yep, right here. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> told- so I have my. Luckily, my company has a um, Roth setup, but like mm-hmm. all of my old um, IRAs or Roth IRAs, I rolled them over into Fidelity. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I actually seen that I actually saw that you mentioned that you like index funds and ETFs. So that's why I'll be telling you we, we locked in yeah. because those are my <laughs> favorite type of investments. So can you give yeah. us like reasoning on why those are such good investments and how safe they are compared to, well, you know, not not safe, but, you know, how less yeah. risky they are than individual stocks? Absolutely. Um, index funds and ETFs are my absolutely go through um, mm-hmm. go to. And what I love is I am able to invest in both of those things through my 401k and through my Roth IRA. So that's the key thing. So when people say, oh, I'm investing in my company's 401k. Yep. You are purchasing most likely um, index funds, ETFs, target date funds, things Mm. like that. But what those things are for people who don't know is they are just a basket of individual investing investments. So think of it, a basket of individual stocks and bonds. And I love both because they're great for diversifying. You know Mm -hmm. how you hear diversification is key. ETFs and index funds are key to achieving those diversifications. Another great thing about the two is they're low cost. You don't Mm -hmm. pay a lot in fees um, for ETFs and index funds. And um, that's why I love them. No, that's facts. That's facts. Uh, like I said, I'm a huge believer in those. But I wanted to ask you as well, because I know you mentioned your, your accounting job. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, can you know employees become financially free? Because we interview a lot of entrepreneurs. And you know I believe through proper money management, anyone and everyone can become a millionaire. Because it's not about mm-hmm. how much money you make. It's about how much you can keep. Absolutely. Um, I think employees could become financially free. Um, I'm doing it. I'm living that life and I am seeing other awesome millennials, um, even millennials of colors use the same exact strategy. And what these people are doing is maxing out their retire or tax advantage account. So their retirement account. So they're Mm. maxing out their 401ks. They are maxing out their Roth IRAs. They're opening up additional brokerage accounts at companies like Fidelity and Vanguard and just making the investment. So it's not about how you're making the money. Mm. It's about how you are managing and putting that money to work. I think we kind of put too much emphasis on the whole nine to five versus 
um, having your own business. Because mm. even if you have your own business, if you never learn how to manage that money, that money will be gone. Yeah. So and it's all about money is, management. Yeah. And the first day with that business, with that entrepreneur, we got to learn how to make the money first. You know, exactly. there ain't no guarantee that we're going to make the money in business. Exactly. You know, with that nine to five, that's steady every, every, every week money, every two week right. money. So honestly, that's why I just was determined to have both from the very yeah. beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 great right there. So give us some positive money habits that you do personally. And then if you have any negative, let us know so we could cut them off. <laughs> OK, so positive money habits that I personally have mm-hmm. is I try to automate as much as I can in my life. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I automate paying my bills because Mistakes that I made years ago was when my bills weren't automated, I would forget about it. It's not that I didn't have the money. It was that, I mean, I have a hundred other things going on. I have kids I'm worrying about. I have a full-time job. I have my business, Savvy Girl Money. I just be managing so much. So automation was a key habit in helping me manage my money better. Mm. Um, other things that just help me overall better is just making that plan for my money each month. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. It literally can take like 10 minutes. Okay, cool. I got my plan for the month. This is how we're going to do it. Mm. So those are like key things and just having that emergency fund. It's just so important. I agree. I agree. So would you have any negative, you know, that, that we can know about so we can cut them off? <laughs> um, negative, not paying yourself each month. Mm-hmm. You work for that money, regardless if it was through your business or your nine to five job. You have to pay yourself. And what I mean by that is putting that money in a savings account or putting that money in an investment account so that mm-hmm. that money can go. But regardless, you have to pay yourself mm-hmm. and not spend it all as soon as you get it. Okay, I want to I, I want to talk to you about that that term right there. Pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm kind of in between because I know some people like you, of course, you know, if you if you if you rolling and doing doing real good, you know, money's flowing in. That's not a worry. But, you know, some people, they need to pay their bills first right. and then pay their self first. You know, so what what do you think about that? Because that that term can, you know, you know, be, be misleading. Some, some Absolutely. Um, and that's why when I was speaking just a second ago, I said pay yourself. Because mm. personally, I don't pay myself first, but I make sure I get paid each month. Yeah, I actually um, transfer my money into my savings account and mm. um, my investment account like throughout the month or at the end of the month. Mm. I like to see how everything is going to play out before I make such a dramatic change. Like yeah. most of the time I'm saving like a thousand dollars a month or I'm investing like fifteen hundred dollars a month. But I have to make sure all my bills is paid. Everything yeah. has happened according to plan before I can make such a dramatic change. Because last thing I want is mm. to send 1500 to my investment account and then I don't have that money to pay my bills. So exactly. I am for the whole pay yourself, but regardless of when it happens, just make sure it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I want to touch on that, you know, just being realistic, you know, with exactly. this, this type of advice and things that we're talking about. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. So I got one more question for you. I'm going to read you two quotes and I need you to tell us which quote is more accurate in your opinion. You ready? Okay. 
All right, bet, bet, bet. So my first quote is, money can't buy happiness. And my second quote is, more money, more problems. Which one is more accurate in your opinion? Oh, <laughs> put y'all the spot, hard. huh? Put y'all the these spot. Hard, yes. Yes, well. <laughs> okay, I gotta think about this one because mm-hmm. no money came by happiness, but 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 <laughs> I'd be happy in my nice house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so money can't buy happiness, and what was the other one? Uh, more money, more problems, like Biggie. Yes, 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 yes. If I had to select one, I would say the one that I think is true is more money, more problems. Okay, okay. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> and I say that because when you have more money, I mean, the headaches just roll in. The requests mm. just roll in. I don't have more problems because of what I am. Like, I don't have more problems when it comes to managing my money. I already got that. I got my system in place. I'm automating things. Um, I got my budget. I'm good. The problems come sometimes from the outside sources. Mm. Family thinking because you got money, you're supposed to take care of them or... Just things like that. That That's when yeah. the more money, more problems come in. Or going into a business situation, um, you going in as an investor and people thinking that you are like their cash cow. Those are the type of things when money becomes um, more problems. Mm-hmm. And I think how what I'm learning is that you just got to set boundaries. Okay. And as you set boundaries, it becomes less real. Mm-hmm. But hey it, it's still real and i'm still working through it myself to be honest yeah. <laughs> but yeah more money's definitely more problems okay okay you know i definitely appreciate your time and thank you so much for joining us on fy Florida podcast please let the audience know where to reach you. any final words go ahead okay well again my name is savvy girl money i am a money coach and a financial activist um being couple platforms you can reach me on is on instagram at savvy girl money and i also have a youtube channel you just search savvy girl money yes ma'am yes ma'am now we're going to take it back to remy g and me for one of our favorite segments in the show called did you know let's go welcome back welcome back to fy flutter podcast and y'all already know what time it is or maybe y'all don't but me and mr make a play finna let y'all know Did you know? Only 21% of banked adults have a high-yield savings account. Did you know? The national average interest rate for a savings account is 0.06. Did you know? 44 million U.S. households own at least one type of IRA. Did you know? More than 21% of Americans don't save any of their annual income. Did you know? If you start at age 23, you only have to save about $14 a day to be a millionaire by age 67. Did you know? Only 39% of Americans have enough money saved up for a $1,000 emergency. To wrap it all up for my FY Fly folks still locked in with us, we hope, nah, nah, we know y'all got a lot of great gems and action items from our girl, Miss Savvy Girl Money. One of my favorite things about her, bro, was how relatable she was. She was spitting straight facts. She was a true CEO. She definitely putting her money to work for her. As all of us should be doing, General. But go ahead and give them a recap of what we learned today, fam. I got you, I got you. So today we talked about three must-have financial accounts. Number one, a high-yield savings account. Number two, a Roth IRA. And number three, life insurance. The high-yield saving account is a mando because in life, we want to have a peace of mind. And whether we want to admit it or not, an abundance of money gives us peace of mind. 
and a lack of money gives us the exact opposite. So having 6 to 12 months of your expenses in a high yield savings account just in case sounds like a play to me. Number 2, which is a Roth IRA, and I only got three words for you, tax-free growth. Come on now, talk to him, General. And last, but definitely not least, we got cash value life insurance. Cash value life insurance is such a good play because you can take advantage of having a living benefit and a death benefit, unlike term, which only has a death benefit. Can't forget about that cash value savings account and being able to borrow from yourself, basically becoming your own bank. And man, you know I ain't forgetting about being able to become our own bank, but hey, son, give our fly folks some action steps because I know they can't leave without them. That's facts, G. So as far as our action steps, Use the link in our episode notes to sign up for Chime with my referral link for the High Yield Savings account. I will also link Fidelity and Charles Schwab Roth IRAs because I have both. And I'll also link Brandon Clark, our guest from episode 43, and you can check out his content about cash value life insurance, which as we know, is a special type of life insurance. So that's it from the FY Fly guys. So we need y'all too. Stay safe. Stay invested. And stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned as each week here on FYI Fly, we like to give an independent artist a place to shine and gain some exposure. And this week we have Would You by King Underrated. Let's go. Let me through all the pain, would you hold me back?